We're on to our number four. We were talking about our only ice seven cube. more after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Now wait a if minute. I'm lucky. This is the one that smells like your perfume. <laughs> and what's your perfume? Let's just shout out to Angel. Him. Angel. Angel. By Angel. By a- it's Angel, right? Have you guys? I, I could not. Smell a, it. I'm not a perfume connoisseur. It's really it does not smell like this bourbon. So well, you're no, telling so, me I smell like bourbon. <laughs> you're just like, so you're guys in this category over here. You're just sweating it out. Great. It's chilled a little bit. You which did tell me that. Yeah, that's been Wait, do I need like a teeny little, teeny like a drop? Um, just you, a drop. Yeah. I feel just like a drop. I'm not going to tell you no. No, you're going to be like, oh, so she's the alcoholic Jesus. of the two. Got it. Yeah, so that's, here, that's interesting though, because he poured that over the ice, what, 10 minutes ago? Yep. And so a lot of people will do that. They'll get a hot bourbon. So maybe it's over 100 proof or whatever, mm. and they'll put a cube in it. And as they drink it, it slowly melts it. And then, you know, it changes the profile as it melts the ice the whole time here's the thing you can't use sonic ice for this no, no, no. This super fast big super fast. square cube is yeah so density is what you're looking for in ice well and it, it lowers the surface area so the surface <clears throat> contact with the with the whiskey is much smaller mm. so you it melts slower waters it down slower the whole point is to chill it rather than water it down if you want to water it down just add water mm. but chilling it numbs your palate a little bit so helps cut through the alcohol. It's just a different way to go about it. So which one? Also do you more taste? refreshing in the summertime. Which I would one do you go taste neat first? first? Neat yeah. first. So it's it's the vanilla in here that I smell. There must be vanilla in your perfume. All right, for the listeners, what are we drinking? So this is Russell's Reserve. <laughs> I this love is... that somebody on this five so is on point. I still like, feel like I want to. Fuck, are we actually doing? <laughs> I want to kick Scott in the shin and be like, louder, louder. <laughs> Sorry, they can't hear you. <laughs> that was the producer in the back. <laughs> God damn it! I knew we shouldn't have hired that guy. <laughs> She's going to be a thorn on my side the whole time. Uh, Russell's Reserve Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon. You're welcome. So, Russell's Reserve. A couple Russell's things about that. Russell's, that's Jimmy and Eddie Russell, who are the master distillers, father-son team at mm. Wild Turkey. So oh. non-chill filtered bourbon whiskey. So, yeah, we'll t- touch on a few things that are on that label and what they mean. Non-chill filtered, you just mentioned. There are two primary ways to filter whiskey. One is charcoal filtering. Mm-hmm. Jack Daniels, one of the biggest mm-hmm. selling whiskeys in the world, is Scott's filtered favorite. through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna kill me. There goes my credibility. <laughs> yeah, filtered oh, through it's charcoal. Okay, honey, it's right. just between us. <laughs> which softens it, uh, makes it smoother and easier drinking. And then chill filtering, which is literally just chilling the whiskey down to just below freezing, which solidifies some components. Um, and I don't know, you'd call it impurities in the whiskey. They solidify and then they filter it through like a silk cloth to just filter it out a little bit, make it a little bit more clear. Mm. There are people that say that that ruins the complexity and the depth of the whiskey. Some people say it actually has no effect on the taste. All it does is, affect the look of it when you get whiskey cold it sometimes will get cloudy if you chill filter it it won't be cloudy when you pour it over ice Mm. and some people claim it's just an aesthetic thing i don't really know it doesn't really matter to me i don't i never i've bought a whiskey based off of whether it's chill filtered or not yeah um 
these are going from <clears throat> to smooth. Right? Like the first one just knocked me in my nostrils. And these are all like. To me, but that, maybe we didn't really choose a specific order, um, order for flavor I, profile. Uh, yeah, it was more just to kind of give us a, a broad range. Yeah, a way them. to talk through kind of some of the components of whiskey. This one provided some interesting things. So the non chill filtered, where it's called out, it's also a single barrel. So most everything we've tried up till now is a blend of multiple barrels of whiskey. Is that when you say blend, does that mean it's the multiple barrels? Yes. So there may be, you know, on a small craft distillery, that may be two or three barrels. Okay. Mm-hmm. On big distilleries, it may be two or 300 barrels and they being blended into a giant stainless steel tank blended to hit their flavor profile and then bottled. Right. And then also Versus one barrel. Yeah. One this shot. is literally a single barrel. They, they, they added nothing else to it. Other than some water, because it's not at cast strength, it's it's bottled at 110 proof. So it is still the strongest whiskey we've had today, but that means it came out of the barrel above 110 proof, and they watered it down to that level. Okay. And then it Kentucky straight bourbon. <laughs> You're starting to get the goofiest look on your. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, Jimmy. <laughs> not out of the ordinary for me. Sure. Do you have water? <laughs> yes, I do. Do okay. you like it better with the water? No. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what I, I like figured it out, though, I think? But it was, this is not my favorite flavor of the ones we've had so far today. Yeah. In general. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? For those of you at it's home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there. Ken is literally smelling Lisa now. Yeah. <laughs> put her nose to her arm and yeah. smelled Lisa. Well, I mean. For those of you who don't know Tana and you're listening in. About the awkwardness. This is very normal. <laughs> Happens to Lisa all the time at the stores. That's why she's not there usually. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know my people. One, two. Also, what I'm smelling, what I'm smelling in the whiskeys is the smell of yep, the hand yep. soap in the bathroom. Yeah, so yeah. This whole time I've been like, what whiskey the shit? And wood. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me before? I thought I was losing my I, fucking mind. I'm like, Lisa, you smell like this bourbon that we're drinking. Also, shout out to the soap made locally by a company called Mixture in Merriam, Kansas. We do sell the soap Merriam, here. Huh? We were, I want that. Smell there. it. I'm yeah, pretty nice. sure I'm the only bar in the city that sells the hand soap that we use in the bathroom and sell quite a bit of it. Do you really? Yeah. All right, we're going to buy some before we wow. leave. Wow, I'm sold I'm gonna... out, actually. Oh, well, no, God damn it. it. Why are you telling me? Got to come back. <laughs> not fucking kidding. You no, mean... I've got to buy more. So, wow. Yeah. That's it is, what it is. Yeah, local. See, you like you're crazy. You love this good, local good, thing. And I, I love it. I need to educate I hate my chain restaurants. Yeah, I mean, a lot of great food comes from chain restaurants. Don't get me wrong. A fun tasting. I personally kind of prefer to like go someplace where I'm like... Support so, local. Yeah, this yes. is like a Kansas City yeah. place, and it's fucking amazing. We're going here. Yeah. And we're drinking Kentucky whiskey because, quite frankly, that's where the best whiskey's made. And, and yeah. you know what else? If you have the balls to go and create your own business and do your own thing and just, like, throw sh- two, two sheets through the wind or whatever the saying is and whatever do it. sheets, right? Mixed Shits. metaphors. What the fuck ever? <laughs> <laughs> fucking whiskey. Just drink the whiskey. That's all you have to do. Oak and steel at Kansas City Crossroads. Yeah. Whatever. We do this fun tasting where we blunt, you go couple to couple or person to person. At the stores? Or here? Yeah, where, where different places. Okay. <laughs> that sounds Wherever weird. Wherever we are. It's going to get weird, isn't it? It's a bad No answer, pants right? dance. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll put something in here. I we'll kid. say, okay, smell it and see what it is. Oh, I love this. Yes. And it might be, and you don't know what it is. You can't see it. And it's tobacco. Uh. Or it's oak, or it's Ellen, grass, Doesn't Ellen do that on Ellen DeGeneres' show? Has she done know. stuff like that? 
Maybe. <laughs> anyway, and then you we taste the whiskey and you're like, you know, that right. smells like that one. That sounds like something, it's kind of fun. you know, a, a, a manufacturer would do to like, when they bring people like you guys in, people who are going to be selling this on their behalf. Or a distributor who's like, hey, I really want you to understand this and know it and yeah. be able to really articulate it. That's how you do it. You yes. like exactly. help them understand the flavor. Well, I know wineries do that, you know, all the time. Obviously, where they're like, like you understand where it came from. We're samples sales frequently. Yeah. yeah, it's when they come into the store with nine scotches at ten o'clock in the morning, or yeah. I'm like, on a Monday, uh, you're like, uh, that's, this that's is a tough one. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get anything done. Like I need. I was telling Tiana about this earlier. Like, um, I love Instagram, and you guys use it well. But I never watch it in real time. So I'm always like, oh, look, 24 hours ago, Boulevard was at the store. Like, fuck, you know, like I I totally miss that, you know, so. Whereas I'm the the kind of person that if I have a message or a notification or a star or something, I have to. That's I have him. to clear it out. Me I too. can't let that That's shit him. sit I can't there. Do the red dots. No, my God, the red <laughs> dots! Oh my God, the red dots! Do you remember the old TV things, the A and the B TV boxes? The old, oh gosh, we would, they were in the. After we had late only three channels, 80s. when things were on like one wavelength or another, and the B yeah. always had the red dot on it, and it didn't do anything. <laughs> Couldn't have that. We're running way over on time. Okay, so we're Russell's Reserve. Did we talk about all of the Russell's Reserve? Like, did I, we miss anything with Russell's no, Reserve? No, I think it, we hit a few points. What, why do we pick this one? So it's, this because it's a single because it's a single barrel, which is different than the other stuff. Okay. So it gives us something else to talk about, you know. And, I'm um, a and it smells fan. just I'm like a wild the turkey fan. So yeah. I mean, personally, so I like wild turkey products. Russell's line, which does a tenure. Does a ten-year bourbon, a six-year rye, six year and rye. then a single-barrel rye and a single-barrel bourbon. Wow! And but it's all the same all whiskey them. that goes into like Wild Turkey 101. It's the same mash bill, same barrels. This is basically a choice barrel that the master distiller tasted and said, "This is exceptional. I'm not going to blend this into our mass-produced whiskey. I'm going to bottle this as." A really good Did barrel. Just Interesting. Fucking bourbon all day long. Wow, that's so, cool. That's cool. And I think they only—I mean, the father and son team—they've done pretty well. I think so um, it, dad that, retired, right? I think because Masters maybe. Keep. There's another and, super upper tier line, Masters Keep. And from so they're them. the they're the um they're not the owners. They're no, the, they're the distillers. Distillers. Yeah, they're they're, they're in the charge one. of. Yep, of blending and, and aging, they kind of oversee the whole production right. process, yep. right. and they ultimately are the decision makers on what the taste profile. One hundred percent, they will not release without their green light. Can we do like a? That's fucking awesome. Can we do like a spliced episode, and then can we do like the extended version episode? I think we're in the plus after hours. end up in an after hours. But <laughs> I think that I think I think we shouldn't cut any of this stuff out. We're going to cut some stuff out, no doubt. But he's always raining on my three hours of like stuff to. (laughs) So it's been a long time since I've. I haven't revisited this one for a long time. No, wait. Do I need? Wait, I need to move this guy out of the way. Let me ask a question for the professional. Let me ask you something. Professional drinkers. Um, 
when the three of you have gone to a tasting whether you're on your fifth one like this do you feel it at all or is it just like us amateurs who are like I really can't feel my feet. No, we're professionals. Right, that's why I'm asking you guys. That's why Lisa smells like bourbon. I have the slightest head buzz at this point. Slightest. It it helps that I had a nice large breakfast, courtesy of my lovely wife. Mm. And why isn't your wife here? She's coming. She's got stuff to do, but yeah, she's going to meet me down here. So we knew that getting shit faced on a Sunday was not the most productive decision. Yeah. She, she's actually being responsible today and adulting. Oh, good for her. <laughs> Sometimes when people do tastings, they taste and spit. I know, the wine, that's a big deal. Um, that yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. And I thought, I that's you know, that's a whole how do you taste it? Yeah. There's a lot it's of the like, finish that is incomplete without. But, you know, the problem is we're going to have to do this again and do it backwards so that I remember the back half. <laughs> and then, how do we do that? And be like the first half. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That, that made me sneeze. Everybody that gets a script and we flip it. <laughs> okay. Wait. I know. Okay. I know. So, wait. I need a little final, like a drop of that. Final one here. Yeah, right? yeah, like, but just a little like drop. Bat, a back drink after this. Yeah, just after. like one. Can we do right? that real quick? Do we one? have time for that? Yes. We have time. Can we do that real quick? What do you need? You shoot some beer? Yeah. After, after <laughs> this is over. No, Ooh, right now, no wait beer. a minute. We yeah. need the we need <laughs> that <laughs> bottle over here. Like, you know, yeah, now I this I really smell agree. of I this can't. one. I'm drinking the water in this in the You kept this best one for last. So this Good. is a little series called um, Don't tell any stories you don't tell me later. Oh yeah. Yeah, whiskey rose series on the. Oh, he feels it. He can't feel his legs. I I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, everybody! It is Sunday afternoon, and we are going streaking. We are at the Kansas City Crossroads. We will see you outside of Oak and Steel in about twenty to forty-five minutes. This episode, (laughs) yeah, we'll be gone. If we're not there, just wait longer. Go streak with us. It's fun. You can do it on your own. I love it. We are number five. Casey are... Petey loves that shit <laughs> yeah. during the daytime. Just don't tell him you started here. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kyle is like, I have dinner reservations. Yeah, My like, wife's like, going to be here in five minutes. Up. Just come on, you guys. Okay, so okay. we're going to let you number take five. over. Number five. We are drinking Old Forester 1897 bottled in bond. So Old Forester is part of the Brown Foreman family of distilleries, which includes Scott's favorite, Jack Daniels. Woodford Reserve. Is Jack okay. like an uncle or a, a distant cousin? <laughs> no. Never met no. the man. No. Um, <laughs> so Old Forester, they make some fantastic stuff. Their 100-proof bourbon and their 100-proof rye are inexpensive. If you can find them, great bottles for like daily drinkers. There's stuff. limited. There are there are the bourbon's pretty Hard easy to, to find. The rye's a little bit more spotty on on its inventory levels. Mm. But if you can find them, they're like twenty three dollar bottles that mm. are fantastic. This is part of their whiskey road series that is a higher tier. They have each one has a, a different year and a different kind of recipe and, and story behind it. Eighteen ninety seven was the year that the bottled and bond act was passed. So, hence the bottled and bond. Oh, I don't know what that is. So, bottled and bond, the it's a couple different things. Mm-hmm. One, it has to be aged a minimum of four years, distilled at one distillery during the same distilling se- season by one distiller. Mm-hmm. In a, and the, the aging for a minimum of four years has to happen in a bonded warehouse. 
So the federal government, right? Yep, they actually are able to keep tabs on it, make sure that you're not doing anything funny with the whiskey, and it has to be bottled at 100 proof or exactly 50% alcohol to so meet ju- that requirement. Sorry, just just to like let everybody else know that doesn't understand proofs maybe. A typical well vodka is 80 proof. And a typical um, call vodka also or 80 proof. Bourbon. They're all pretty much 80 proof. 80 right? is pretty Everclear standard. is like 190 proof. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's a little bit less than that, but it's pretty close. It's I a mean, shit it's, ton of it's proof. pretty yeah. damn near just alcohol <laughs> okay. with a little water. And so these are, again... This is at 100 proof. Okay. It is 50% alcohol, which so is a little, little higher than yeah. the 90s, that we, the 90 we had The earlier. standard stuff, right. yeah, 90, yep. um, but not as hot as the barrel proof stuff. Right. Why does this taste more hot yeah. or more heat than yeah. the 108? Um, there's lots of factors that go into that. Um, the amount of time it spends in barrels will often soften that. Um, so, so longer aging will kind of get around that. So when you say hot, you mean that so this like, is like a four years burn. we pulled Burns it out. in the back so of my throat. I they don't feel have it. an age statement, yeah. so I don't mm-hmm. know how long For this me, is For me, I more felt like I should gargle that with a sore throat. six or seven. Yeah. There you go. Right? I, I feel medicinal. burn on these. I, I like to find the medicine and everything. This smells and feels This is good for me because I can gargle that shit and my throat will go numb. And then I can swallow it. I love this... I love the old the Whiskey Rose series, um, all four of the primary ones. Uh, we chose Bottled and Bond to highlight the, the federal deal, right? Yeah, yeah, the Bottled and Bond. Spearheaded by Colonel E.H. Taylor, I believe. Yes, him and I don't remember the senator's name. but the re- And the reason behind that was in the 1800s when whiskey started to kind of have a revival, they there were a lot of producers right. that were out to make a quick dollar. And they would take like neutral grain spirits and add food coloring and sugar and other things to make it look like the authentic aged whiskey. That That's was the bourbon. stuff we call Kentucky Curl. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and, and some of it was so bad that it literally could kill you because it was mm. just stuff that you should not ingest, mm. rubbing alcohol and food coloring and formaldehyde or something. And so Colonel Taylor was a distiller that he took pride in what he was producing and wanted to be able to basically protect, you know, showing that what he was selling was authentic. It was essentially the first like truth in advertising, like consumer protection act that the federal government ever passed way predating Mm -hmm. the FDA. Yeah. Food and drugs were not what was first regulated to protect consumers. It was alcohol. (laughs) And this, the 1897 Bottled and Bond Act was kind of the start of that. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's kind of fascinating. Government thinking wise, like they didn't have, people weren't trying to put additives in food back then. It was still, you know, we're drying jerky on the smoker, you know, kind of stuff. And it was 1800s was very much, you know, farm to table sort of mentality versus booze on the other hand was not like that at all. There was a lot of stuff that And it was becoming big business in the 1800s, in yeah. the mid to late 1800s. Yeah. I mean, you had the big commercial distillers. It wasn't just farmers right. distilling their excess grain. Like, Is there a whole other podcast episode with underground speakeasies, um, prohibition, like all of this? I mean, from, yeah. From a historical you, perspective? You, yeah. You could, yeah, that's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. I, that would be kind of fun. So this one, this is Old Forester 1897. This one I feel like is hot, like mm-hmm. you said, Lisa. Um, 
but really, I think it's really good over this giant ice square. Perfectly it totally clear changes ice. it a little bit, doesn't it? It does. I, I didn't like it over ice at all. You didn't. Not, it's not, you made a weird face. It's not the same to me. Um, this is not, again, this is not my favorite of the five we've had today, but if I'm going to have it, I would prefer it neat, I think, compared to the ice. I didn't like the ice at all. So you, it, it, so we're learning something today. Yeah, that's so interesting. Should, should I know, try, that's why I said try, it. I was like, Trice is oh, somebody who likes his, his bourbon neat. We're that's discovering weird. today. That's totally And he's like, bad. I that's not normal you know, what I would expect. I like either. it one bastard guy. Try a little bit of water just to see. And so when we say a little bit of water, he's literally putting two drops. two drops of water in from this water bottle with a like a little squirt top thing. Yeah. I have a clear favorite from today. Do you guys have a That's clear favorite? That's what was going to be my question. I do have a favorite. I have a favorite. All right. Let's let Kyle go first because Kyle, has he's the master and the man, and he's the guy at Oak and Steel who is going to tell you. <laughs> If you come up, I, I feel like, like for me, if I was just going to come into the bar and be like, hey, bartender guy, I want to learn to drink this. Give me something I like sweet, but I don't like a little of this and I don't like a little of that. Like, yeah, really you're going to say, yeah. It's a really hard question. I, I get it all the time, though. I bet you And do. I have whiskeys that I generally go to that are very approachable to someone that is just Dumb starting. Well, just starting on their whiskey journey. That's how I look at I know, it. I know. <laughs> So Dumb is not we did not taste <laughs> any of those today. None of these are, sometimes I say whiskey with training wheels. Like they, these are all serious oh, whiskeys. I Interesting. appreciate so, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. But I don't even know where we started. But what, what's your favorite of all the five? Oh, sorry, of the five? Yeah. I, I think my favorite of the group is the barrel bourbon. Me too. Mm. But it's hands really good. down. Yeah. Me too, um, actually. That's definitely my favorite. By a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. And and Scott's favorite? Well, clearly, you're a big Beryl. fan. <laughs> you're a big fan. He's a big fan. I'm, I was gonna yeah. bet it was either that or the Russell, but I was. I do I was like sorry. Russell's. It's been a long time since I revisited that particular. Well, yeah, yeah. And I like them all. Barrel always stands out to me. And I, I, those who know me, it's just. It's and you have that at, at Stanley. Yes. Okay. How many different? Barrel bourbons? Do you think you have right now? At this I think store? it's Shawnee. There might be seventeen, or maybe that's. Uh, he likes it yeah. a little bit. There's a lot. There's, there's a lot. That's a lot. That's way more. And, and at Oak and Steel, you have how many? I have two. You have two. Okay. Yeah. But and you have over ninety total bottles of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. we, he's got the fifteen-year-old. Yeah, the there. most expensive bottle I have on the shelf is a fifteen-year release from Barrel Bourbon. Wow. So it's phenomenal. When people ask what my when people walk in and ask what my favorite bourbon is on the shelf, I say it's this, but it's also really expensive. So I don't know if you want to buy that because right. it's but also a three hundred dollar retail bottle. Yeah, but be confident oh, sure. about it. And oh no, like, I tell. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah. Yeah. most people, you know, three hundred dollar retail translates to mm-hmm. twenty five dollars a glass or whatever. Thirty seven dollars an yeah. ounce. Yeah. So okay. that's the perspective. You and need, I do sell some to, of it. People need, are like, "Yes, I want that." But yeah. most people that ask what my favorite bourbon on the shelf is, they're not expecting to spend $74 on a pour of whiskey. They're looking for something that's $15. Right. Yeah. And what's really good. And, I, and yeah. I understand that. And I usually have some options that I point What to makes them. you good about this, what, what I was saying before is about like being able to feel your enthusiasm is that you can, you understand that at all the price points and you can say, I'm me, I'm yeah. coming in here as an ignorant fool. Like, 
I'm not going to appreciate Four Roses Small Batch Select two hours ago. I'm on, I want to pay like $5. Yeah. And then yeah. now maybe I'm like, well, I want to pay like $15. And then next time I might want to pay $37. And so you, you yeah. kind of get that. Well, you have to, I think. But And I would have no problem paying that for the barrel 15, just because of my familiarity, number one, right. it's rarity, number two. Yeah. I mean, it's this stuff scarcity isn't everywhere. Yeah. So it's a, and then. And the thing is, is if you know enjoy. to drink that, you understand you're going to pay for it. One, two, you're going to understand it's rare. Three, I do. If he carries it, you're going to understand. Is going to go, are you talking about 70 something dollars for two ounces? Yeah. It's really funny you say that because I, so early on in my career, I traveled for work quite a bit and I went to a conference and I was went to dinner with a much more senior person on our team. We went to dinner and he orders wine. We're in San Francisco and he orders wine. And then after dinner, I'm still, I'm just drinking beer. You know, it's, you know, 21st amendment is there. It's great craft brewery and I'm ordering from them and it's great. And at the end of dinner, very end, he's like, do you guys have any port? Oh my and God. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. You don't even know well, what a port I is. don't know what a port right? is. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we do. It, but we have a couple of ranges. And he's like, let me see. And he orders a, a glass of port that was a $100 glass of port. And I looked at him like, you are fucking insane. <laughs> One, we're on an expense account. And there are no clients here. You know, like... <laughs> that could, we can get around that. We'll make some yeah. shit up. That's fine. However, a hundred dollar glass, and I and I didn't have any appreciation like you just talked about for yeah. something that might be scarce and also really Very good. Old, yeah, you know, old and good, right? Like yeah. and he did, port. right? <laughs> he did, and I was like, "You're a crazy old man." In truth. He was actually just way smarter than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not interested in telling me the truth about things, you know. He was just sort of like, I'm gonna order this really expensive glass. You're just a guy. Do you want one? No. Good, we're moving on. That you're was just, it. You're just a guy on an expense account. You don't understand, yeah. but put twenty five years under your All belt. All he cared about was get, yeah. our company was paying for it and I was the one signing the deal. <laughs> he wasn't, and I would have to explain it if anybody had to. So but so it was but that's my only reference to something like at a random dinner or a random night or whatever, so expensive that you're like, holy shit, like that's a something really unique. Okay. Some There's way. things he posts that he'll, um, he's, he doesn't saturate, Kyle doesn't saturate social media for, you know, and a lot of, you know, the ways we do, you know, to try to, it's a right. lot bigger volume in the liquor stores of what we sure, bring sure. in, right? So, but when he does something, people will drop what they're doing <laughs> sometimes yep. to come yeah. in. Because of something specific. Yeah. Well, and kind of to your point, I think it's nice to come down here because if you've heard of X bourbon, this bourbon, that bourbon, whatever, but you don't want to invest in a $200 for yeah. a bottle or I, whatever. I love doing the mix and match of a buy yeah. something that you're like, Come try I can come and taste one. it try first. It. Try it right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love doing that. That's and one of my favorite. There's things. such a great selection. It's like I can try things that you might not even be able to get because they're yeah. allocated to the state or whatever. Yeah. Also, the thing that I I I really liked was now you have a happy hour from two to six p.m. Right? Yeah, Tuesday through Friday, two to six. Two to six. Whose happy hour starts at two? 
That's kind of on a Friday's everyone's. Well, yeah, hopefully. And then the night, the whiskey nightcap thing. Yeah, whiskey nightcap. That was our favorite. We saw it on the website. That one was our favorite thing because we were like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but this is great. After you, since we don't serve food here, so we never talked about that, but. I have some locally sourced snacks, some like flavored pretzels and beef jerky and stuff, all from local companies. But we don't have a kitchen. So right. a lot of times during dinner, people wander off. They go to dinner, and then they come in here after oh, dinner. So it's a nightcap. Yep. After dinner, come get a pour of whiskey. And so we do it. all two-ounce pours or $2 off from 8 to 10. Nice. Um, Tuesday through Friday. And well. you find it because you're in the crossroads, and a lot of people that work in this area obviously migrate. In and out, right? Like after what? Yeah. Do you find it like a, for happy hour that the late night happy hour portion like that works really well because somebody can do that at like six and they're like, well, or so eight o'clock or something, and then they're out and they're pre-pandemic. Uh, we yeah yeah there yeah, was a lot of people that worked down here. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, happy hour we would get a lot of people right after work. Yeah, and then a lot of the people that live down here, that's who would come in later because they would. Wherever they work, yeah. they yep. would come home, this eat dinner, stop and then they home. Would, yeah. yep. True nightcap. Um, but obviously things have changed. Like I don't, most of the offices around here are still working remote. And yeah. right now it's like, I don't, I can't tell you because this is all an anomaly and nobody knows yeah, what's so real. Different. And I feel yeah. like me personally, I'm like, if I'm going to go to happy hour, let's go to the place that starts at two. I'm gonna go to happy hour at two because I'm gonna yeah, you're plan really my more to two to six p.m. happy hour. <laughs> so are we? Yep. Yeah. Why <laughs> have one happy hour when you can have four happy? hours? I love day drinking. <laughs> you really do. I really do. You but having like Wi-Fi and like I, I kind of envision this space as, a, you know, it's like a coffee shop with alcohol. Where it is, you, and yeah. I do have a lot of people that come in with their laptops and set up, and they finish the last two hours of their day working. I feel with that a beer. way. I could sit or like, whiskey. I could sit. Yeah, I'm kind of working on a project and I feel like I could bring my laptop in here and I could sit over here on the love seat or on the table or whatever, and just do it by myself and yeah. drink some of these. Actually, I think I, maybe not that one, probably the <laughs> barrel bourbon, maybe not the old forester, but probably the bourbon, the barrel bourbon, but um, you can work your way up to that one. But you know what? I really liked it over the ice. Yeah. And there that, you go. You're, I think you're just, you're. I might order like something to... with ice just because the ice is fucking amazing. It's just so pretty. <laughs> it is. I know, right? I'm really impressed by the ice. I love that it's local. I really feel like we're going to go there. Okay. And like, I have one. They have to make us some kind of fun cocktail over some square ass ice. Last question. So my, I was telling my aunt yesterday like I'm, we're going tomorrow. Surprise question. Yeah, we're going tomorrow to record at a, a bourbon whiskey place, and she said, "Ask them about the difference between the dark bourbons and whiskeys and the light ones." Like she said, she has a bottle of Angels Envy mm-hmm. that she said is clear. Is it? Is it clear? I don't know. No. It's not, I've got the but it's lighter. Lighter. Say. It's not quite that so, hue, but he's good. The color all comes from the oak. Okay. And the char of the barrel and time in that barrel. Okay. So what goes into the barrel is often referred to as white dog. It is as clear as vodka. Wow. White dog. I love it. And it is. Anytime you throw the word dog in it's, there. You know, <laughs> in the case of bourbon, it can't be more than 125 proof, but it is clear and we'll have some of the characteristics of the grain and the yeast profile, but none of the vanilla and caramel 
and color from the oak mm. is present. And some places, Buffalo Trace will sell, they sell, like if you go to the distillery, I think they we maybe distribute a little bit of it. Mm, but if you go to the more. distillery, you can buy little bottles of Buffalo Trace White Dog. And I think it's pointless to drink it because to me, whiskey is not finished fun. until yeah. it's aged in barrels. But <laughs> yeah. some people like it. But, like tannins and but yes, from wine. So the, yeah. the color of whiskey is mostly a function of the char level of the barrels and how long they were in the barrels. Mm. Mm. So, so, so or, colors. And, and you can take that, that white dog. A lot of people, when they discovered what was happening, we had little 375 milliliters of three different mash bills from Buffalo Trace white, all white dogs. Mm-hmm. We had the weeded, another grain popular in bourbon, right. you know, heavily weeded Weller and those kind of things. Um, and two other mash bills, can't remember. And they just sat. Sat, sat, sat until somebody went in and said, is that what I think it is? Yeah, people didn't. And I said, yes, it is. And they bought them all because they had little tiny personal barrels. Oh, have you seen yeah. those little white barrels dog? this big? What? No, no. They, no they, they, they fill it. Empty barrels. They're and like then they, brew you go, your you go, home. And you, you switch it a quarter. You, you kind of go in there every week and you turn it a quarter turn. Next week, quarter. I have no discipline, so I'd be digging into it like crazy. But, <laughs> well, it's only like three to six months when it's that tiny. Well, yeah, that's yeah but, right. but it, it speeds up the aging no process. That's forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same concept as like the ice and the surface level like, yeah, of yeah. ice and it melts over. Yeah, yeah. barrels, a big 52-gallon barrel that whiskey's aged in, there's not that much surface area to the amount of liquid. Yeah. You put it in a little one-gallon barrel, it ages much quicker. Now, but you, the flavor is going to be so much stronger. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's not the same. Like, you can't just shortcut it. Like, you're not going to get the same product as a 10-year-old whiskey. Mm-hmm. But it does cut some of the corners. and makes it a lot easier to age and kind of experiment. A lot of distilleries, we have a, a new local distillery, West Bottoms Distillery, yeah. that basically that's what they're doing. They're, they have small barrels that they're aging recipes in and playing with different ideas and it's a way to iterate quickly. And if there's something that, that they hit on, they're like, this is amazing. Yeah, they're going to really like it. Yeah. They will scale it up to big barrels. But interesting. Home, yeah, there are home enthusiasts that will buy White Dog and fill their own little personal oh, barrel. Right. And they can make their own aged spirit. We had a moment in time of making like wow. peach wine and all these yeah, crazy like. The name White Dog, it just sounds <laughs> very unsophisticated, which is... Unphysisticated? Yep, I can't <laughs> I think this has been really fun. This is our first... Road trip. On, like, official on-location podcast. On-location, yeah. Fridays at 5, on-location at Oak and Steel... A craft brewery that also has drinkery. whiskey. Drinkery. Oh, drinkery. God damn it. I we don't drink drink drink. Wait, wait. Don't read Brandy. Just opened two years ago. Wait, for I'm God's doing sake. it. Wait. This has been a really fun. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. This, just because. This, this has been a really fun first ever on location at Oak and Steel, a craft drinkery. Drinkery. Downtown Kansas City Crossroads. We are with. Scott and Lisa of Stanley Station, our favorite liquor store ever, and Kyle of Oak and Steel, and they are all partners, and they, we we are all now kind of partners, I feel like. <laughs> there you go. And whether they like it or not, they're kind of stuck with us because <laughs> otherwise, we where are we going to buy our booze? Clearly, we're going to keep drinking. So um, we've had education. 
We've had we've t- we talked about we talked about fenestration on the way here. What else rhymes what with is that? Fenestration. Downtown has gone through like gentrification. <laughs> Big words. Really, really adult <laughs> concepts. We're doing it. <laughs> uh, we tasted four roses, small batch. Four roses, small batch. Select barrel bourbon with two L's. Russell's Reserve and Old Forester 1897, my personal favorite. Barrel with two L's bourbon, and then four roses, small batch select. We never even asked what your favorite or your favorite was. Lisa, we all agreed it's the barrel. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, the barrel. Yeah. Well, all Kyle, like, did you have yeah, a favorite? Yeah, that was it. Everybody lands on the barrel with two L's bourbon. They're so all good. Bash but we can compare them side to side. But you do tastings, right? So you, we can come down and say, like, I want a tasting, <laughs> but everybody's clearly going to say we need to have that barrel bourbon that everybody was talking about on the podcast. Yeah, I have half a bottle, and then it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Yeah. We'll move on that to the next barrel. That bourbon. one sucked a lot. Yeah. The Four Roses Small Batch Select was really good. <laughs> Any, you guys have anything else you want to end on? Yay! Oh, thank you.